What up, Oasis hey. people? Welcome, welcome. Um, if you're joining us on video, we're so glad to see you. Hey, <laughs> we don't see them. Well, they can I, see us. it feels like I can yeah. see you. I feel you. No, I see. Watching. I see your support. No, that's weird. I'm not. I no longer can see you. I retract my statement. <laughs> if you are listening, welcome. We are excited to be with you. We have an incredible topic today, right? It's just going to be amazing. Yeah. But it's one that a lot of people ask about, and I hope it's one that's really informative. It's going to get. Mm. It's not going to be quite as I don't know fun as maybe some of our other ones. <laughs> I guess that maybe just, if you think it's fun. Your, yeah, if you think yeah. it's fun. Yeah. It, for me, it's just like a little bit more intellectual. Rather than okay, lifestyle yeah. focus, yeah, that's um, true. That's that's right. your, view, <laughs> your, your, <laughs> your view on uh, creation and evolution, in a lot of ways, I don't know. Does it impact the way you live? It's, it may depend on the person. Yeah, whether or not it probably should depends. is a different question. Probably depends on person. Probably depends on priorities of yeah. work versus life versus faith. Yeah, it ultimately, still comes down to what do you believe about God? Yeah, or not. yeah. Well, let's get into this. The first yeah. question we got to ask is, what was the last thing you, as a person, created? Fourth kid on the way, December twenty fifth, Christmas Day. <laughs> Yikes! That is he is my seed. <laughs> oh, created. Created. we're gonna not be able he, to have he, that was a gender podcast. reveal right here. Did I, have we not talked about it? I don't think we talked podcast, about it. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it's a boy? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you were like the first person What's to his know. Name? You were like the first one to know after me and Em. I won't tell you that. Oh. We, do have, we have two names picked out. Wow. We have two names. So one of them is we'll take. One of them is. I can oh, say that for okay. sure because yeah. that's been the name that's for like known. the last 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. But we have two picked out going to the hospital with him. Basically, if it comes out with red hair, it's game over. Okay. Yeah, Why? For sure. That tells you which name it's going to be? Yes. Yeah. Oh, what if he comes sure. out no hair? Then you got to wait a couple yeah, weeks. That would to, be, oh, yeah, we would to, have to, to wait. A couple, we'd have to wait, probably wait a year. <laughs> wait, is Leland the redhead name or yeah, is it for sure? Why? I think so. Why? I just that's so just, I feel. You gotta you gotta see it. It's the feeling. Okay. That's, that's Allie, why we. Right. That's why we always come with two names. That's, that's why we come with yeah. two names. Yeah, Allie, you gotta baby, like just because it gives a you got backup option. Backup. <laughs> Jana, what about you? <laughs> Mine's less interesting. <laughs> so I recently bought a bunch of uh, like light socket or power socket things that work with Alexa. Oh, so I yes. can turn my lights on. Yes. So then I had to spend like an hour like syncing all those up and like Isn't creating so scenes satisfying, though? so that, yeah, like Alexa, turn on the living room. So yeah. good. Oh, sorry to anybody who's maybe Alexa just went off. Oh. <laughs> no, I do that. I did that. Oh, yeah. It's so nice. So our creative, one of our creative pastors, Kyle here, he was the one yeah, he's who got, like a smart house. He got, yeah, he got me on it. And so I got, I had all my Christmas lights on it so oh. I could just be sitting in my living room and the second it got dark, I was, and you can actually set them on time. Did yeah, you know you that? Yeah, you can do that. Like, mm-hmm. they will just automatically turn on. You can set them according to the weather app to turn on Ooh, when certain, when... the sun sets or the sun oh, rises. And you, nice. can, you can go crazy fancy with it. I have Christmas lights. There's a lot of fancy things. Yeah. It's just for, like, my house right lights, now, so I don't have to. <laughs> the funny one about our house, and then I'll give my answer, but Allie and I, we both go to bed, and our Alexa's in the living room, because we only have one Alexa, and we leave the living room lights on. And we then, at every night, have to yell <laughs> from the bedroom into the living room, hey, Alexa, yep. turn off the living room lights. That is the reason we have about four different Alexas yeah. in the house. It's just me screaming yes. at 1045 every night to turn off the yep. living room lights. There you go. Yep. I have to do that, too, but mine's a little bit closer because my bedroom's not oh, as yeah. far away. I got to be kind of loud with it. There you go. Otherwise, she starts. she's annoying and she won't listen. <laughs> That's so frustrating when you ask I... multiple times and she won't do it. <laughs> there you go. I had Heaven her, this is a up. side tangent, I had her... Alexa's voice set to the male American voice. Yeah. Just because it was like, uh, this kind of the high female one's kind of grating. But then one time she talked to me during the night. He talked to me during the night. And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it keeps calling me Brendan too. I can't get it to change. Yeah. 
So it's, so I hadn't annoying. even given it my name. I don't, don't even want to see it try. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, for sorry. me, the last thing I created is I went home for lunch today. I had a salad, but then I had some extra time. And so we were having tacos tonight and I made taco meat. Oh. So oh. created some, hopefully later, delicious tacos. There you go. Boom. Very uh, wild team. <laughs> yeah. We were, we're crazy with it. Uh, taco meat. Some, if you catch me on the right week, I'll create something cool. Yeah. But not today. Today wow. I'm just Lights, taco meat life, guy. and leftovers. Wow. Let's get into this thing. <laughs> so really the question comes from, I, I think when someone asked this, because we, we put it out to our leaders and we asked, hey, what's, what are some things you want us to cover on the podcast? And if you ever have topics you want us to cover on the podcast, feel free to drop us a DM or, or shoot us a comment. But when I asked, they asked, well, how do, what's the relationship between um, creation or science and evolution and faith? It's really just this mixed bag that comes down to it. So we're going to try to answer that whole spectrum mm -hmm. of questions and it's a hot topic yeah like people get all kinds of passionate on all s sides of this debate um but it's an important question and why would we say this is an important question even though it can be kind of a controversial one yeah i mean one starts just stems into a lot of big questions of where did you come from how did we get here right origins of the universe mm. cosmology is like the the actual word for it of the study of the origins of how things began mm. which points directly into why do we are here why are we here yeah which then what is our purpose and it speaks into that so it it gives us an opportunity to, to answer the big where did we come from yeah which which mm -hmm. hopefully points to a little bit of like how do we live our life what's our purpose totally mm -hmm. and that's why when we started it and it was like is this a lifestyle like kind of topic too and in some ways it is because if mm -hmm. you if what you believe about how you were created and why you exist to be here will change yes. the way you live your life yeah so we are actually going to lay out a uh, spectrum for you of one idea and then on the other end a polar opposite idea yeah and a and lot in of in between and an in between and there's a gradient to this so there are five camps that we will discuss five labels or titles that you might affirm um and then there's everything in between those two so in the sense of like we might say something in one camp and you're like oh i kind of agree with that and then say something in a different camp and you're like oh i kind of agree with that and then so it's maybe you're somewhere in between those the first two we're going to talk about though are two we would encourage you not to hold as christians so hear that very clearly the first two that we're going to talk about are two that we would say are not Christian views of creation or evolution. We would not put our stamp. We would not put our stamp <laughs> of approval theories. on those two yeah. things. The first one is atheistic evolution. You want to start? Yeah, no God. Go <laughs> it says there's no God. Um, and this is, I think we could argue, probably the newest theory. Um, yeah, even probably. If you just think yeah. through philosophy and, and talking through the last 150 years or so, this has been the dominant um, um, theory. Mm. And, and a little mm. bit, not, I don't know if 150 years is technically correct, but... Started with Charles Darwin and his theory on evolution. Uh, it's this, we exist from macroevolution and microevolution. Macroevolution being this idea of over a long period of time, species can change to uh, into different other kinds of species. Yeah. Where it's this huge overall, literally what you are as some, something like a, a, a fish to a human. That would be an example of Mike, which isn't a, a technical yeah, theory. Not an, yeah, yeah. It, it would be the idea that <laughs> over time, over time, you could, you wouldn't macroevolution. Yeah. No, that's what it'd be though. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. That, that is technically a theory out there yeah. that yeah. we came from tadpoles. Or like anyway. the idea that uh, apes would have yes. a common ancestor with humans. Which is, is not the same species. Yeah, which is not the same species. Yep. But at one mm -hmm. point, if you were to trace it back through the macroevolutionary process, you would see we both had a common ancestor. Yeah. There's commonality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's macro. Talk a little bit about 
Uh, well, let's yeah, let's do that. Where in macroevolution, there is the idea that there is an ever-increasing complexity of organisms. So you can trace it back to the Big Bang that they would say is the start of the universe, where there was a one-celled organism that was created. That one-celled organism over a period of maybe billions of years had, became a multi-cell organism. Again, that multi-cell organism became more complex and, and became more complex life, like Ben was talking, tadpoles, fish, things, all the way up to what could be what we exist as today. Um, this would be a process that they would affirm is not finished, but continuing and ever increasing. So we're, oh, we are becoming, as people, as this creation, something more complex in macroevolution. But then there's also microevolution. What's that? And how does that contrast or how is that different than the idea of macro yeah microevolution is a change of traits within a specific species um so these traits usually like we'll say will shift because of like natural selection so mm -hmm. you'll see like having rabbits that have white hair versus brown hair um in like wintry areas um, so they change aspects of the species to accommodate for usually the environment mm -hmm. or natural selection or what's going on around yeah. it or the what's the really famous one of the birds yeah, Darwin study. Yeah, like he proved mm -hmm. microevolution because uh, he studied birds on a specific island over decades, and noticed that their beaks had changed, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. aspects of what the bird was. There's physical things that had changed over time that acc acclimated to the environment. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and and we've said this already, but it's a that's a key part of atheistic evolution that the universe is billions of years old, and it needs to be that old to, in order to accommodate. Okay. Yeah, in order to accommodate for the change in both large and small um, aspects of species to to occur. So this was, like we said, Charles Darwin's theory started in the late 40s, mm -hmm. adopted commonly in the 50s, and then has ever grown within the scientific community by a lot of people who are atheistic or have atheistic biologists tendencies so it's like people who would affirm there is no god will find themselves in this camp because but, it's purely yeah. scientific. Yeah, well, and they would argue that to believe in science is to say that you have to believe there's no God, mm. right? There's, there's a, like a, a atheistic, atheistic evolution yeah, would say, say there is no God. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why as Christians, we can say, we would say as we your pastors, we, we can't agree with this because we obviously affirm a God mm -hmm. where this camp doesn't, but yet this purely scientific view still takes faith. Yeah. So we're not going to just leave that view on the table for you. We're going to poke a couple holes in it and, and try to point you towards some of the, the glaring ideas that are behind it. So how do they still require faith, even though they would have a non-God complex within their um, belief? Yeah, well, science hasn't proven the theory yet. Yeah. So what science does, it takes what is in front of you, takes facts, uh, and then explains the law of something. So like even, even um, who did the law of gravity? Einstein. No. Newton, uh, right? Newton. Newton. Thank you. Newton, who was a believer. Like, but he, what he did in the law of gravity is he noticed a, th a theory or, or, or a law of how life works, of how the earth works, of how something works. Mm -hmm. and that's what science does. It takes facts and it looks at and it, it tests it to a degree and it makes statements of faith or, or makes statements that say this is how things happen. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it doesn't answer why things happen. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at evolution and creationism, it's okay. You can say the Big Bang caused whatever so that over billions of years we could be in existence now, mm -hmm. it says science says, according to atheistic scientists or atheistic evolutionists, is as they look at science, they look at what is happening now. Mm -hmm. They look at things they can try to test, but they still come up with a theory. Mm -hmm. they, they say, here's what is happening. Here's what we think. And then they ultimately move from there to philosophy, which is here's what we think happened. 
because of blank. Yeah. So they do answer the questions a little bit of why they think there's no God based off the science that is presented in front of them, but they still jump to philosophy and trying to answer the why and how yeah. things happen. Mm-hmm. They don't ask, they don't answer cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the big, big, big bang is real, which is what atheistic evolutionists say, they can't tell you why it happened or mm. how it happened. They would just tell you it happened. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and it's in the gaps of those questions where faith is needed. Mm-hmm. And they would say it's not faith in a God, but rather faith in their belief, faith in yeah. something. And Hebrews, and we'll use the Bible because we're Christians, Hebrews 11, <laughs> one gives us the definition of faith. So it's faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So when there's facts that are missing or the theory has not yet been con- conclusively proven, there's this hope that this is what we think it, or this is what they think happened, so they hope that that's true, or they have this assurance about what they can't see because they can't go back and see the Big Bang. Nope. And so there's this faith aspect that is a part of that. Yeah. Good? Yep. Anything else? Let's move on. The second camp, again, one we would say you should not be in or affirm as a Christian because this one is called deistic evolution. Yeah. So this um, camp believes that um, it's very similar to atheistic but the big difference is that they believe that there is a god but this is an abstract and an uninvolved god and th- so this is not the god that we believe in as christians um but that this this god or this godlike being initiated creation but then ceased to have any activity or influence over it and so this would typically be um a belief system that's associated with agnostics um and it explains some of the faith principles that science has proven um that we've already talked about um but it, it doesn't really fully um, flesh out into what we would believe as Christians. Um, and so this leaves macro evolution as the main factor, the main um, evolution of creation. Um, but since God is uninvolved, that then nature took over um, and things evolved in this way. And so it holds to some similar beliefs, um, but believes that there was a God who initially started it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Something started it. Something started yeah. it. Yep. So those Some questions we were just wrestling with, yeah. with the faith aspect. Yeah. So atheistics mm-hmm. would, like when they say, how what started the Big Bang? So, okay, maybe the Big Bang happened, but what was it mm-hmm. that initially clicked the Big Bang? Where did the origin of the universe yeah. come from? What started what it, it all? Yeah. yeah, what caused it all? That's a question they don't have answers to. Mm-hmm. Whereas a deistic evolution person would step in and say, well, there is maybe a God out there, some supreme being who sparked it, who started it. From there, it has existed just like the atheistic people mm-hmm. say. But where the atheistic people will say there is no God, deistic would say there is a God, but it's not the God of the Bible. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So again, that's why you, we would say you can't be deistic evolution because it's not the God of the Bible. Like mm-hmm. This isn't Yahweh that we know in the Old Testament. This isn't Jesus. This isn't the Holy yeah. Spirit that they're talking about. Yeah. This is some... Their creator was one who said, push the start button and walked away. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That That's simply what a deist would believe in this situation. Now we're going to present to you three more views that you, we would say you can hold as a Christian. As people at the mm-hmm. table, we would have different opinions in within mm-hmm. within these three groups. You could probably ask a thousand pastors and get a bunch of different opinions within these three groups. You can look at the scripture and argue all three of these views, and that's why we would say you can affirm them. Um, but yeah. we'll, we'll, I think you can look at science and argue all three. Yeah, I totally. Think you look mm-hmm. at both. Yeah. yeah. So and. That's why we will encourage you in this and we will present information and ideas and really let you wrestle with it in the spirit and try to, to pray through it and decide what, what God would lead you to believe um, is correct. Mm-hmm. So first, let's start with just some key principles that each of these theories hold that are foundational to the reason we would say this these mm-hmm. can be true. Yeah. I mean, first, God, that, that 
along with theistic evolution a little bit is we say, well, God is a creator, yeah. right? Some create, we just have a different view of God than they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Like they're... Uh, in Hebrew school, a lot of the Jewish like children, when they'd study this, the the rabbi, whoever was teaching them, literally would have them stop and read that phrase over and over and over mm. again in the beginning, God. Like just starting there, we believe that he created all things. So like these three answer and we believe point to, okay, God created all things, the heaven and the earth. Mm-hmm. So understand, under, important to understand who God is. Yeah. Um, and second, he, he even, no, even coming out of that last series we just did, yeah. this idea of God mm-hmm. is like you could spend a whole night preaching a sermon about how God is creator. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so essential to who he is. Like if we, if you have a God who didn't create, you don't have the Christian God. Like it mm-hmm. is foundational. It is a core principle to who the God we worship is that he is creator. Mm-hmm. All right. Keep going. You're going to go for it, Ben? Sure. Okay. Uh, Sorry, we believe in so. answer. We believe in answers that we were created by God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just an intentionality behind a relational, purposeful God who cares mm-hmm. for us and is for us. So He gives us identity and, ex- and accepted acceptance as His children. Ephesians two ten. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians six eighteen. And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Um, in that we also believe because He gives us identity, because we've been accepted, we're valued and seen. He also gives us purpose. Yeah. Uh, and so the idea of even giving us purpose in the in in and and I think a part of our identity is that we are relational uh, and rational beings, and we get that from Genesis one twenty six, like the the phrasing "imago dei," uh, the beautiful idea that we've been created in the image of God to be in relationship with Him and to live out in accordance to His purpose for us, which is good mm-hmm. for which is mm-hmm. for our good. God said, let us make mankind in our own image and our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish. So they're even giving us purpose, um, and the aspect of made to be like God mm-hmm. over his creation, not be God. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And yeah, you're, you're spot on. Like the reason, those big questions we were wrestling with right at the beginning, you know, I'll just read them to you again. Um, the ideas of like, where did we come from? How did we get here? Why do we exist? Why do we matter? I mean, come mm-hmm. on. That's not, a, that's a question so many people, Everyone. do we, do we have yeah. value? Yep. What is our purpose? Yeah. Or even the question, do we have a purpose? Yeah. Like these are the foundational questions of life and so many of them stem back to these initial just couple of ideas we threw out that God is creator and because Mm -hmm. of that he has created us and that gives us answers to so many of those questions. Mm -hmm. Um, We believe the three theories that we're going to talk through next answer those mm -hmm. questions. Yeah. And and point us to those questions. Perfect. Let's do it. Let's talk Mm -hmm. the first one, uh, theistic evolution. You want me to go for it? All right. Theistic evolution where it's similar to the previous two. Because they're building off of each other. There's Mm -hmm. atheistic, and then they add in the component of some God that is deistic. Now, as you continue in the progression on the spectrum, you got to see it as it's progressing from a left to a right, from a polar extreme to a different polar extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there's similar to the previous two, except this affirms a God who is both involved and relational. Not everybody Mm -hmm. in this camp would say that's the God of the Christian Bible. But we would say, if you're going to affirm a theistic evolution, then it is the God of the Christian Bible because it is a God who created, but has not left his creation, but is still actively involved and is still actively relational. Mm -hmm. Literally the difference between deist and a theist. Yes. A deist Mm -hmm. says God created, stepped away. A theist says God created and is intertwined and intervened Mm -hmm. in creation. Totally. Good clarification. So this God is near. And Mm -hmm. in that, he has started creation, but yet continued to guide creation. So here in this camp of theistic evolution... People would maybe affirm a Big Bang still yeah. in the fact that mm-hmm. when Genesis 3 or Genesis 1, 3 says, and then God said, so you have in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and God said that speaking that God is talking about could be the Big Bang. Psalm 33, 6 will say, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. 
that they would affirm this biblical view as entirely metaphorical. So as God is speaking, it is the Bible authors trying to explain to a simple people in a simple way the concept of God creating. That if they were trying to sit down in, I don't know, what is it, 6,000, 8,000 BC, like before Christ, like way, way back, they don't have any view, any concept of of science like we have Mm -hmm. today. So to try to sit down in... (laughs) <laughs> Genesis or Psalms and describe a big bang. Like mm-hmm. they would say that that's impossible. And so God in his kindness gave the people what they needed that's and good. telling them that he is creator and they are created. And so that's mm-hmm. what Genesis and Psalm are saying here. Um, from that God, from a big bang, God has used and guided natural means and continued to create, continued to form into what we have today. So a group people in this camp, they could or could not, but they would affirm probably macroevolution and microevolution. Again, macro, this idea of changing species, and micro, this idea of changing within species. So whereas Darwin says this happens by random chance or natural selection, and a a deist would say, no, 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 sorry. Go ahead. A theist would say Mm -hmm. that this isn't random chance. It it is natural selection, but it's natural selection guided by the hand of God. That humans may have... Still involved. Still involved. Humans may have come from a one-celled organism... Mm -hmm but only because God has guided the process yes. to what we have today. Yep. And then natural selection maybe was something created by God, and now he guided and he continues to guide the process as he cares for his creation. I mean, he wants his creation to thrive. We see that throughout the scripture. And so God in his gui- goodness and in his kindness has not left us, but has continued to be involved. Anyone? <laughs> That's it. So these creation views, um, you can see in Genesis 1 and 2 that people who would affirm this view would read Genesis 1 and 2 as entirely figurative. Completely figurative. Mm-hmm. Com- completely. Yep. So, and what we mean by figuratively is it's it's a story. It's a, a poem, maybe. It's, it's something that was written to convey an idea, but not the specific details of the idea. Yeah. So again, a simplified story for a simplified people. That's mm-hmm. what they would say. Next. Super good. Next. Metaphorical creationism. Ooh. Who wants to, to dive? Go, go ahead. Go yeah. for it. Okay. Yeah. So metaphorical creationism is then different from the first three because it affirms the biblical narrative, but it would say that that narrative in Genesis 1 and 2 is metaphorical for how God created. Yeah. Um, so so similar kind of to theistic. theistic yeah, they but all bleed into each other. They all bleed yeah. into each other a little bit. Um, so this would say that there is a God who is relational and close, um, that he's creator, that he's guided the process, and he did it similarly to how the texts say, but not exactly that way. Yeah. Um, that's where the metaphor comes that's in. That's where the metaphor comes in. Yeah. So again, God speaking could be the Big Bang Theory, um, but from this, it followed the pattern that that uh, the writer of Genesis wrote out of light and day, water and sky, sea, ground, plants, etc., all the way through. Um but then where this maybe differs, where the metaphor again comes into it, is that these periods are metaphorically called days, but may not actually be 24-hour periods. Yeah. Um, and so this can explain an old Earth view um, that the planet could be billions of years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, it also affirms macroevolution, since God could move in that way within the themes of Genesis. But almost all would affirm microevolution, yeah. which is pretty much scientifically proven. Yeah. So it, all three it, yeah. of these views Prove yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this one is a little bit, it, it's pretty divided on that idea of micro evo- yeah. or macroevolution mm-hmm. because some here would say because science hasn't proven the species to species change, yeah. mm-hmm. they would res- they would side on more of a leaning on God in the yeah. idea of we'll take that part more literal even though they see a, a process of p- a long period of time. Yeah. 
but they leave the option open. Some others would to Mac Revolution within, again, God's design yeah. of the seven-day period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so when you look, um, it holds the story of Genesis 1 and 2 as story and not specific details. Um, and it, this scripture actually reads as poetry, um, like Brennan kind of already mentioned. Mm-hmm. But um, And we know that the Bible has lots of different genres. I think we've talked about this before on a podcast, have we? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't remember if we have in a podcast. We've talked about it in different settings. Mm-hmm. But um, so the Bible has different genres of writing. Um, and we can debate, people will debate on what this section, this creation story is. Is it um, poetry? Is it literal? Um, things like fiction, that, historical yeah. fiction, all these things. Um, but individuals within the metaphorical creation of camp um, would say that this is a simplified story um, through a simplified author for simplified people like we already talked about. And I think the biggest difference between theistic evolution and metaphorical creationism is just that structure that Genesis lays out in Genesis 1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Like a theistic evolutionary would would say that the Bible is just a story in the sense mm-hmm. that the seven days were just Moses, whoever the author of Genesis is, is communicating that to a people. Whereas a metaphorical creationist would say, no, it's not just a story. It is the design. It is the outline of which God mm-hmm. created. But within within that outline, he created in maybe different ways than yeah. it, it explicitly says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do the last one. Yep. Literal creationism. Literal. Young Earth. <laughs> uh <laughs> So it, literal creationists would read Genesis 1 and 2 as historical narrative, as literally happening in the way that it says it yes. happened. Word for word, um, this word is for, how it happened. This, what the Bible says is exactly what happened. God spoke six days, created all that we know, is six 24-hour periods, happened in the order that it was written, um, would reject any type, wouldn't even come close to, to adopting any type of macro they evolution be based off mm-hmm. of a literal based interpretation. Based off a, li- well, a literal interpretation um, and the fact of like chronologically. Chronologically, they would yeah. say yeah. six to 8,000 years old. Is it the earth? It's yeah. probably how old the earth is. This is what literal creationists would say. Um, again, yeah. Can't, yeah. Macroevolution's a no. Um, obviously support microevolution, but wouldn't use that language. Yeah. From the <laughs> conversations I've had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and some even won't. That's true. You know, that's some, fair. I some, think that's good. I think this camp of literal creationism can get a bad rap for the stereotype that they reject all science, all, all in any science. And uh, it gets yeah. that bad rap and it gets that um, stereotype because mm-hmm. there are some who do that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's where stereotypes come from. Right. It's an over over exaggerization of a minority population, you know. So it's like there are some in this camp who yeah. are totally disregarding anything yep. science has to say. Mm-hmm. And so but they not would all literal. Not all, no, not all. They're a a small minority would say that, Um, but then they would probably not affirm microevolution, even though we've seen it in our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, (laughs) scientifically proven. Continue. Uh, Yeah, believe again in New Earth, only about six thousand eight, six to eight thousand years old. I would argue science misinterprets the technologies and even like, um, uh, uh, not solutions. What do you what do you make up to get a solution? Hypothesis? No. Theories? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, kind of theories. I'm trying. Uh, to... Research? That. The, that. <laughs> Basically, the I... things they use to date the Earth. Um, equations. Oh, oh like okay. They use equations. They use technology, <laughs> yeah. different things to be able to come up with how old mm-hmm. they think the Earth is, and they would say, "Well, scientists is just interpreting data." Yeah. Or mm-hmm. misinterpreting data, mm-hmm. I should say. Well, and part of this, the reason we have to clarify that is because you could go to any museum nowadays, and you'll see dinosaurs maps stuff and they're like 
six four, billion years 40 old. million years ago this dinosaur yeah. walked the, the earth and someone who's reading the bible would be like well i can actually add up the dates of the people's yeah. lives because the bible is like it has the names it has mm -hmm. the years so if, if it's literal you can add the dates back up and and track it back and see okay how old is the mm -hmm. earth whereas then these people have to have to reconcile or the scientists have to reconcile the the dates of the bible and the dates that they're finding and like carbon dating is one that's been yep, popular that's, for how they mm -hmm. how yes. they do this so they'll carbon date soil or different yeah. things to try and see exactly how old that section of the earth is but there's been a whole mm -hmm. uh i've heard arguments that are really good that explain carbon dating well and i've heard arguments that are really good that say carbon dating is not yeah. real. So like mm -hmm. there's good arguments good on both sides. So then it comes yeah. down to is this technology accurate or is it is it flawed? Are they just misreading the data? Is there natural things like you can look at the Mount St. Helens, you could look that up and the trees that they carbon dated around there because of the volcanic ash came up as they were millions of years old when they were really only a, like a couple hundred years old, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like there there is maybe flaws in the technology or different things, but that's where it's like you, someone listening could be like, how could someone think the earth is 6,000 years old when science for however long has yeah. said, mm -hmm. and it's, that's how it, that's how it for 70 about. years. Yeah. I true. mean, really not true. a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a very new theory, Yeah, which is fine. Mm -hmm. So recap, there are two camps. We would say, please don't affirm as Christians, <laughs> atheistic evolution and deistic evolution, because they do not affirm the God of the Bible. The last three that we would say are okay. And it comes to you and your community, your reading of the scriptures, process it healthily with other people. Like don't isolate and go into YouTube wormhole to try to figure <laughs> out your answer. But like the or theistic evolution and the idea of metaphorical creationism and literal creationism, you can sit in because God is creator and you are created ultimately mm -hmm. and he has a hand in your life now yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> he That's is active piece. in near mm -hmm. ultimately we don't know for sure yeah 100 percent. and still questions in every camp mm -hmm. science you could look at points to all three in some way shape or form depending on how you interpret that yeah. science because you still got to come up with a philosophy and a theory behind, mm -hmm. behind the death. and and the hard part though is i think people will get up upset even on us saying yeah. that Mm -hmm. That there's that that one view is not right. That one view is not right, and the fact that we don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that like, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah. like even in that, you can. That's why it comes back to it's a hot topic issue. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a hot button issue. Some people and also get, one we would say it's gray. Yeah, mm -hmm. but that's where we would say it's gray, and others maybe yeah, wouldn't. True. So in us, we would say we don't we don't know for sure. We we have opinions. Um, we take stances. We've done our research, but yet we hold those things loosely as it's as we know that God is creator and he will reveal all things in, in the timing mm -hmm. that he has. Um, yeah. So Brandon's going to tell you what he is and why. Just all kidding. right. <laughs> next time on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you've got further questions, I mean, this is a conversation that can't be done holistically. It, I mean, you yeah, could do we another. Gave you Talk about this we didn't forever. even give you oh. good, a lot of arguments why behind. There's so totally. much more. Yeah. You could do another 48 hours of <laughs> creation talk straight. But in this 30 minutes, we hope that you learned something. We hope that you got a couple new ideas and that you can continue to process with those who are around you. So peace out and we'll catch you next time on the Oasis podcast. See ya. See ya.